Welcome back to the Edgy Conversations podcast. I bet you've been up all night wondering, like hoping, I might release this second part of my interview with Jim Fortin a few hours early. And guess what? We did it. We did it. We had the team working through the night, feverishly chipping away at the stone tablets, making sure this interview was polished up and ready for you bright and early today. By the way, this is the Edgy Conversations podcast. I said it earlier, and I am Dan Walchman. And as you know, this is the podcast, Radical Help for People Who Want It. Part two of my interview with Jim Fortin is mind-blowing. If you enjoyed yesterday's podcast about how people buy and how to use the shocking psychology of buyers to generate more revenue, then you're going to be blown away as we continue the interview with sales psychology guru, Jim Fortin. Okay. We're talking about the science of energy, like what is energy and the physical reality bending to your subconscious. If it seems hokey, (laughs) then you have to listen in because you will be struck by how smart, by how profound and just how logical Jim is. But after 20 years studying with monks and helping some of the biggest companies in the world generate billions of dollars, this guy's got his A game together. We also talk about the about how the senses you have, like that sixth sense you have, that gut instinct you have, how in everyday life it can help you be that much more powerful. We talk about physics. We talk about cosmic law. Jim throws out a lot of reference. He's a smart dude. Listen, I'm going to shut up. Listen to my interview, part two with Jim Fortin. It's going to blow your mind. And guys, we're going to go a little deeper here. Dan and I used the word woo-woo a little bit earlier. I have worked with what's called a shaman, a yaki shaman for over 20 years now. I can feel people. I can feel their energy when people are around me. This is why I don't speak at live events anymore for the most part or big live events or walk through airports is it's very challenging for me. But we actually can feel many times people not even knowing that we're feeling them. How? So, How? Yeah. How? so tell me about that. I mean, that, so I obsess about this stuff. <laughs> how how does that come? Is that, is that is that an awareness that is learned? Is it is it from deprivation? How 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 does one go about doing that? All right, guys. All right, guys. He's asking me a big question. Working with a shaman for twenty years, um, the way I've learned it is just higher awareness, higher awareness of mind. And I don't want to get too far or go too far down the rabbit hole. But when we stop thinking, you've heard the old, maybe you've heard the phrase before, and we're using Zencast now. But the old phrase is that the music is made in the space between the notes. You ever heard that before? Oh, yeah. Zen proper. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. When we stop thinking, because we're everyone listening right now, you're doing things around you. You're driving. Dan's listening, and he's doing things around him and looking at a screen maybe and writing notes. But when we just stop thinking and quiet and settle the mind, meaning learning how not to think, then more things and awareness open up to us. So I've learned over the years how to just shut my mind off to some large degree and just start saying, what am I feeling from this person I'm talking to? What's coming across from them? And that's how James Wedmore and I got hooked up. We have a very similar vibration. And then that goes into physics right there. Uh, everyone has, and they say that thoughts have a vibration, and even physicists have determined that your thoughts actually can affect your physical reality and what's called the double slit experiment. And this is real physics. This is not anything made up at you know community college down the road or woo-woo or new age or anything. They've discovered, scientists have discovered that that 
the, uh, the observers of an experiment can affect the outcome of a physics experiment simply by observing it and thinking something about it. So for those of you that want to look it up, it's called double slit experiment. Wow. Basically what that means is what you think, and this is ancient wisdom as well, what you think the universe and physical reality bends to your consciousness. This is real stuff. This is real science. So, 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 so if, I, if I want something, then I have to, I have to, I, I guess I'm just thinking about that. No, I, so I've heard the phrase, I used a phrase before, like this is so deep. The, the 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 kind of the the parable or the the one liner thoughts become things and I've mm-hmm. even tried to hold this in my own soul as I as I as I you know sign up for a five hundred kilometer race or do something like step on st- on stage as an introvert and I'm scared you know do these things that that frighten me thoughts become things and empower myself in a way that that the things I want become match thoughts earlier on right so but what you're saying is almost a lack thereof it's it's because I remove from my mind these thoughts, I then have space to feel. Am I getting that right or am I Correct. missing the point? Yeah. No, no, you're, you're, you're almost there. Let me give you the phrase that I work from. And Okay, let me go back here. Do you know in, in the tsunami in the Indian Ocean, what was that big tsunami back in 2004 or five or so? You know, the one that killed hundreds of thousands. It was, uh, let's see, what was that? Anyway, was it, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, Everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know that they found very few dead animals? Did you know that? I, di- I didn't know that. Really? Okay. They, yeah, they found very few dead animals because what happens is we all, and even human beings, are born with what, what's called, we have it, it's, it's hardwired from the factory, it's called sense, S-E-N-S-E. Sense. You yeah. can sense things. Yes. Well, animals can sense the change in barometric pressure and the ground and movement and vibration. So all the animals knew this was coming and they ran for the hills. Hills, not heels, wow. the hills. Yeah, 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 yeah. But human, human beings, we're so caught and trapped in our minds. We are, we're like, we lack awareness to that because we, we haven't refined that sensory acuity. So I use my sense with people. And I've done this for, I've learned how to do it over many years is I just, when I'm with somebody, the first thing I do is I stop and I stop my mind and I say, stop thinking what you're feeling about this person. Get quiet. How do you feel about this person? So let me go back here. Something else here. I'm making some notes as we go. Is this is all physics, guys? Is for example, Dan, if somebody has a heart attack, boom, they just fall over. What do the paramedics do first thing? Um, resuscitate them. No, I don't know. Doing I've not been yeah. close to it. Uh, okay, well, you see it on TV. Yeah, they they they, they do the they do the you know mouth to mouth and then press on their chest and press on the chest until they get a they get a heart uh, they get a heartbeat uh, and make a horrible ER nurse, I guess. <laughs> they defibrillate. They shock them, right? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so people don't really think about this, but why would you shock somebody? Why? I mean, what is that? Why would you shock somebody? I don't know. I've wondered that. Is it what is it? Is it to, is it uh, is it to kickstart your electrical limp pulses? I don't. Are we electrical? Yeah. Look, look. Yeah, there, okay, you nailed it. There you go. Is we are bioelectromagnetic beings. That's why you have an EKG and an EEG. But people don't really think about it in that way. So energy has a frequency. It has a vibration. It has a hertz, H-E-R-T-Z. It has a hertz. Now, when you look at it, and people don't think about this, but you're part of the physical universe. You're full of electrons, neutrons, and protons. You are part of the quantum physical universe, right? Wow. 
Yeah, let's I'm take this one step further. Well, let's go one, one step further here. Is things are changing. So people used to say thoughts become things. And what I say actually is not so much. It's that feelings become things because we are bioelectromagnetic. Electro is brain. Magnetic is feelings. Okay. That okay. comes from a different part of us. But, but so can't go ahead. But, but, but here's the frustrating thing for me because immediately when you say that, I go into like put on my construction hat, get to work, like fix the feelings, fix the feelings, right? Because I want my feelings to match the things that I want, whether it's money, better relationships, you know, uh, closing a big deal that's hanging on the fourth quarter. I go, oh, okay, I want these things. So I have to match my feelings to it. But I, I struggle to control my feelings. That's the biggest thing I struggle with. Okay. So who know? Okay. Everyone listening, we had no idea where this call was going to go. And so let's just follow this and let's just go there for a second because that's where it needs to go is this is what I tell people. See, people all day long, for example, you, I think you heard me mention the book, Think and Grow Rich. Yes. When I was, okay. Yeah. So if you could think and grow rich, wouldn't you just read the book and become rich? Of course. I've right? read it okay. a bunch of times. <laughs> okay. But yet most people who read the book never become rich. That's right. That's right. You will, you will, okay. You will not be rich until you feel rich. Wow. Because see, feeling is magnetics. It's like a magnet. It attracts things back to you in the, in, in the cosmic soup, I guess we can call it, in the quantum dimension, in the quantum field. So people try to go through their lives all day long trying to think their way through when what we really want to do is talk about how we feel. Now, let's go there for a second. Most people all day long, they look at their bank account and then if they don't have enough money, how do they feel? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. They feel look bad, at the results, bad, right? Look at their results and from the results, they get their feelings based from the results or their current state, yeah. Right. And their feelings are bad feelings, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Okay. So if we go by what you've heard of, which I've never seen the, the DVD, but this is ancient wisdom. There's a book called the Kabbalion. It's nobody knows how, how old the manuscript is. They think it was written by Hermes Thresmus Gestus, mm -hmm. but the Kabbalion is the seven cosmic laws. And the first cosmic law is that everything is mental. The universe is mental and mind. Now, Let's go back here and bring it back to people listening today. So let's say, for example, you feel bad because you don't have any money. Well, if that's what you're putting out and that's what they call the law of attraction, that's what you're bringing back. So you look at your bank account and I don't have any money and I don't have any money for rent and I feel bad. Now you're putting a bad feeling out and you're tracking that same thing right back to you. This is why poor people stay poor. And have you ever noticed, and this is appropriate for entrepreneurs, is, have you ever noticed that people who need money the most have it the least? Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Right? Yeah, you've seen that, right? And it has nothing to do with their work or their effort or anything else or lack thereof. It has to do with that's what they bring back to themselves through electromagnetic vibration and hertz. So how does one, and maybe this is, uh, this is, this is for another day, another podcast episode. Mm -hmm. How does, if I want these things and I know that I'm attracting the things that uh, based on the energy I put off, and by the way, this is this is not woo-woo stuff. We all see this in right. our lives. Sure. We all see this in our lives. You 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 look at you looked at a guy who's selfish and an idiot. He's surrounded by friends who are selfish and idiots. I mean, this is yep. you know you, you're you're someone who takes advantage of other people, and then you're suddenly whining about oh this guy stepped all over me. Well, you're you, that's what you do. That's who you are. And by the way, yep. it's the whole Jim Rohn, you are you know, the, the, the average of your friends. I don't even know if that's right. I think it's more that you attract those sort of people. And so that's just kind of what you become, you know, these people around you. So 
How? Hang on, hang on. So you attract them and they become part of your identity because they reflect who you are. That's right. That's why you attract them into your life. So if you're like a mean person and that's how you identify as or a loving person, you attract people like that who verify your identity that you're that kind of person. Okay. Next. So keep on going there with your thoughts. So, so I, so I, I'm, let's say I'm concerned. I'm looking at 2018 and I say, I want this year, this upcoming year to be the best year of my life. Here's the baggage I have from 2017. Here's the things I didn't get to, but I know I have to be a different person so I can have the things that I want instead of having things to then be a person. How, how do I, how, how do I consciously make this shift? Okay, so let me go. I'm making some notes as we go here. So if you hear some typing in the background. Okay, so here's the biggest mistake that most people make. And by the way, everything that I'm sharing with you guys, um, my brother-in-law, my sister's husband is a Yaki shaman. His life story has been written. Um, it's sold, and I don't want to mention it, but it was ghostwritten and sold millions of copies around the world. It's iconic. And people like Wayne Dyer, I'm not sure if you've heard of Wayne Dyer before. You ever heard of him? Oh, of course. I've, I've got, yeah. I think I've got a... Uh, like 74 hour book on tape of everything he's written. It's literally like <laughs> yeah. seven years long worth of content. <laughs> yeah. Wayne told me one time, he mentions my brother-in-law's work constantly. And my brother-in-law is not a teacher. He's a healer um, and a, a spiritualist. But Wayne told me one time, he goes, I'll go anywhere, anytime, any place to meet your brother-in-law. Just tell me where I want to meet him. Wow. And so every, everything I'm sharing, I've learned through 22 years of apprenticeship with a shaman. And we were, he and my sister came back from Mexico 2004. So I'm going to answer your question, but I'm going to give a little story here because I think people will resonate with this. Um, and this will we'll tie this back to how you make 2018 the best year ever. So I picked him up at the airport. They came back from Guadalajara, Mexico, which is where he's from. And he got in the car and he says, how are you today? And I said, I'm great. And he looked at me and said, yep. He goes, when things in your life go exactly like you want it to go, you're great. And when things don't go like you want it to go, you're pissed off and you're angry and you're frustrated and you're irritable. Wow. Now, what I was doing is what almost everyone does. We live by circumstance. Well, not uh, me anymore, but most people do. And I used to. We live by circumstance. So we look at our world, our physical world around us, and we say, I don't have the money that I, I need in my bank account. Now we feel bad and we're angry and we're victim and we're judging and we're criticizing. But look at the emotional state that takes us to. And look where that puts us emotionally. Now, because we attract, because we're bioelectromagnetic, we pull that right back into our life again, which just then perpetuates the cycle. Does that make sense so far? It, it, it's inspiring. I don't know that it makes sense to me. I'm still learning, <laughs> but I'm inspired by it. Okay. Well, let's go to the next step. So then you said, you used the word, which um, you've heard me talk about before, and I did it at James Wedmore, is about identity. Yes, yes. Is, here's the thing, guys. Let me tell you. And I'm going to slow down here a little bit. Let me tell you why most motivational speakers keep you trapped. And I'm not going to throw anybody in the mud because we're all at different places and every speaker's at a different place and we're all playing our roles. However, let's say you go to an event and let's say a speaker says, here's the five habits of really successful people. And let's say the first habit is that you have to learn to be committed. So I'm just making this up as we go. So the first habit is you have to be committed. And you think to yourself, well, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I've got to be committed. But what if you grew up like I did? And part of my old story was my dad was an alcoholic and I never watched my father finish anything. So I learned that it's not important to be committed early in life. So you could have told me years ago, and this is a real life story for me, I'm being transparent. You could have told me years ago, you need to stay committed to get a project done. But I learned that it's not important to stay committed because I learned that from watching my father. Then you can tell me all day long that I need to stay committed 
but I'm not able to do it because I'm not that at a subconscious identity level. So every one of you, what most of you are trying to do is you're trying to create from the outside. This is what I want to create in 2018. However, and that's what we call behavior and environment. But if you're not the kind of person to do it, then you're going to spin your wheels all year long wondering why you haven't made any more progress in 2018 than you did 2017. Dan, let me give one more metaphor here for everybody. You didn't buy any cigarettes this morning, did you? I did not. No. You did not. How come? Um, I don't smoke. Simple answer. Yeah, I don't smoke. Exactly. You don't smoke. <laughs> I don't smoke. <laughs> you caught me okay, there so for a second. Does vaping count? <laughs> no, I don't vape either. No, <laughs> okay, so everyone listen here. He didn't buy any cigarettes today, which is a behavior, because at his identity level, he's a non-smoker. Now, if he at the identity level was a smoker, he would have bought cigarettes and done the behavior. So all of you are trying to do behaviors that might not be consistent with your identity because his identity is a non-smoker. Therefore, he cannot do the behavior. So if you're wanting to become wealthy or rich or whatever, but you're not that at the unconscious level, no matter how much you try or how much you quote unquote work until your eyes bleed or no matter how much massive action you take, that's going to wear off very quickly because you're not that at the core unconscious identity level. That's where you must work from. So how do I, so how do I work from that, please? How, 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 if I look at my identity and say, it's, it's no longer acceptable, I need to change, I need to improve, I need to enhance, I need to augment, whatever the verb is, uh, how do I go about doing that? Is that even possible? Absolutely, it's possible. Here's the thing. We all are like computers, and every one of us, from the second we pop out of the womb, we start video and audio record audio recording the world. Every one of you listening right now, if your parents were Jewish, you're probably Jewish. If your parents were Catholic, you're probably Catholic. If your parents were Republican, you're probably Republican. We learn to be who we are at a very early age, at least before about the age of eight years old. That's why many of us are like our parents, and we don't even know how we become like our parents. We become quite literally programmed and indoctrinated to be the people that we are. And then we go through our entire lifetime not even knowing that we've been programmed and indoctrinated. This is why generally you see kids that grow up and they have the, they've done research on this, like public assistance. People that grow up in poverty areas generally repeat the poverty cycle. Why? Because that is what they've learned. So all of us, every one of you listening right now, you are today who you've learned to be in your formative years before about the age of eight years old. And if you're not getting what you want today, it's because you've been programmed the opposite of what you want, you want to create today. So if you grew up in poverty or we don't have enough, we don't have enough, we don't have enough, you've been programmed for that. So what you need to do is reprogram the subconscious mind. So we've got that part down. Any questions so far? No, I'm, we'll I'm hanging on it. Step. Keep going, keep going. Hey, it's Dan again. How was that? Did you enjoy it? Were you blown away? I told you. This guy is a genius. I don't know where he's been. Maybe it's been me who's been under a rock. I don't think it's him. The reality, though, is I got to tell you, this guy knows what he's doing, and it works. Since I've met Jim and I've been studying what he's been sharing as I've been trying to integrate it into my daily life, the idea about bending the world to my, to my sense of will, as I think about how my own internal gut instincts work. Man, I, I've seen some positive results just in the last few weeks since this interview with Jim Ford. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Come back tomorrow because, listen, it, it's day three. Oh, man, we're getting into the juice about identity. And I've, t I've teased this out, but you're going to hear it straight from the mojo master himself, Jim Ford. Before I let you go, 
If you don't have January's calendar, what are you doing? Awesome.danwaldschmidt.com slash January. Go get that calendar. It's got everything you've wanted. Built by high performers for high performers. If Michael Jordan was going to use a daily calendar, he's using this calendar. Okay, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. How do you think he won the championships a year ago, right? He used the edgy calendar of awesomeness. It doesn't mind. It doesn't matter that it just came out a few weeks ago. Nevertheless, my logic holds. Go download it. And I can't wait to see you back on the next episode of the Edgy Conversations podcast.